Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, here at Food Fan Headquarters with another exciting episode of Asheville Food Fans. It is a podcast that I do throughout the week, and then I string it together for broadcast on WPVM 103.7 FM, the progressive voice of the mountains, here in beautiful Asheville, Western North Carolina. Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the food fan here at Food Fan Headquarters in Asheville, Western North Carolina. It is the most beautiful little city. I really love this town and uh, it's a great time of year to be here in Asheville. The weather is perfect, the sun is shining, which personally I don't like that, but I know y'all like that. But for me, it is nice and cold in the mornings and I like that. And uh, it has been raining a lot lately and I do enjoy that as well so to me this time of year is really nice I like Asheville all year round it does get a little hot in the summertime but again that's just me I am not made for heat I am like a very tiny little um, Nordic person or Scottish person really that just I like cold weather and dark skies although when I went to Scotland all the Scottish people were like what are you doing here? You, we've heard of North Carolina. Isn't it nice and warm and sunny there? <laughs> and I won't try to say it in a Scottish accent because that would be embarrassing for me. Um, all right, folks. Well, welcome to the show. We're going to talk about food. Uh, the show is a little podcast that I do every week, and then I string it together to do a radio show. And this week, I'm going to record four, or I'm sorry, three solo segments all by myself. And uh, I'll admit to you that it's not hard to get guests to come on the show. It's just hard to motivate myself to schedule guests every week, especially now that food tour season is back in full swing. And I'm just doing food tours left and right as much as I can, as much as the restaurants can handle it. And uh, in case you're wondering, the restaurants love hosting the food tours. And uh, as soon as they don't, we stop going in because we're not there to be a pain in the butt. We are there to highlight their restaurant to visitors and locals who are interested in knowing where to eat while they're downtown. And uh, we go to anywhere from six to sometimes up to 10 places. 10 is a stretch though. <laughs> you got to kind of run through that tour. But uh, we have amazing food on the food tours. The restaurants that participate with us are some of the best in town. And uh, I don't, I of course don't bring anybody into a restaurant that I personally wouldn't write a good review of that I don't personally love. All the restaurants that I bring my tours into are among my personal favorites. Uh, anyways, I work for Asheville Food Tours, look into that. Uh, I'm, I, I enjoy being a guide for our city and more so I think I enjoy being sort of an ambassador to downtown because I know a lot about downtown now after being here for going on 17 years. And uh, I love to share about what I know and I love to tell stories. I got a lot of stories around food in this town and I try to make them funny. But uh, anyways, so let's talk about food. I had so much great food this week and I'm gonna break it up into three pieces. And one piece is just gonna be uh, the lunch junkets, junkets that I went on. If you follow me on Facebook, and please do, Stu Helm Food Fan on Facebook, 
um, you'll see that I go on a lot of what I call lunch junkets. And that's just me and a friend going out for lunch. And when it's me and my boss, Patty from Asheville Food Tours, it's a lot of times it's recon, like we're trying a new restaurant we might want to bring tours into, or it's um, just touching base with some of our partners and making sure that we go there, we eat there, we spend money there, we are good friends to the restaurant partners, even on our off time. And so I went on a lot of lunch junkets and not all of them to our partners. And the first one I'll talk about was that Patty and I went to um, Little Chango. Now, if you haven't been to Little Chango, you got to get on in because it is something special. They make arepas, which are these little pancake type things. And they uh, sometimes arepas are stuffed, but these are what they call mounted. And uh, that's kind of a strange term, I will agree, but they're basically topped instead of stuffed. And so the, the toppings are on top. So it comes on a repa piled on with stuff and they have a couple of different kinds. And I've tried, I've tried uh, two different kinds and I've had their dessert. Uh, they have one dessert as far as I know, and that is a flan. And the flan is really amazing, like just really, really delicious. And I recommend it. It's sort of a creamier, it's more creamy than custardy, if that makes sense. Uh, it might be made with sour cream. I'm not sure, but it's delicious. I recommend it, if, especially if you're already a fan of flan, flan fan. Um, and so, but for arepas, Patty and I each got one. They're quite large uh, filling, in my opinion. If you're a large person, you might need two. But Pat, Patty's a pretty big guy, and he was good with just one. And I was more than satisfied with just one. And I got the pernil arepa, which is uh, stuff, which is topped with pickled cabbage and onions and pork shoulder. That's got sort of a chipotle. Uh, or a chili de arbol sauce. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. And also, I love this part. It is topped with what they call, and this is on the menu, the fancy pink sauce. And I love that. Fan I, fancy pink sauce is now like my favorite thing on earth. And you could apply it to any. Those three words are my favorite three words in a row on earth. Just anything that could be called a fancy pink sauce. I want that. Uh, and man, I took one bite of this uh, arepa, which again is called the pernil, P-E-R-N-I-L. Sorry, once again, if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. And um, the pernil was delicious, like one bite. And I was like, mm -hmm, I'm impressed again, because as I said, I'd already had one before. And the one that I had had before is what Patty got. And he got the Ropa Vieja arepa, which comes with shredded flank steak and other delicious things on top. And um, he loved it. And I knew he would because I had had that one before. And I also loved it. So I've tried now three things at Little Chango's. And I have absolutely loved all three things. So get on down there. It is on Cox Avenue in the South Slope. 
uh, right across the street from Bear's Barbecue Food Truck. If you know where they park, they they always park in the same place, and they're actually they've got indoor dining now too, and they're building an indoor space like a real building restaurant type thing, uh, and then uh, also the Funkatorium. So they're little Chango across the street from the Funkatorium and Bear's Barbecue, and they pretty much share a parking lot with Twin Leaf. But don't count on being able to park in that parking lot. There's not very many spaces, and it seemed like most or all of them were actually for twin leaf but uh parking is a little bit of a hassle on the south slope you might need to walk a little bit but don't be afraid folks drive downtown go downtown uh, in the middle of the week and it's much less busy and and go if if it happens to be dark cold and rainy get downtown because all the other locals hate bad weather so you'll have pretty much the town to yourself the, the tourists, they are not too put off by bad weather because they're trapped here and they're doing stuff. So they go out and they do stuff even when the weather's bad. But when the weather is not great, it is a lot less crowded downtown. That's just a fact. Um, so that was a fantastic lunch junket. Again, Patty and I at Little Chango, highly, highly recommended. Now, the next lunch junket I went on was with my mom, and I don't usually call those lunch junkets. I just call them lunch. And uh, we went to Abeja House Cafe. And Abeja's House Cafe is out there on Hendersonville Road, I think. I'm not very good at that. when I don't drive. I've never driven a car in my life, except for like one time one of my girlfriends like made me drive a car around a parking lot just to make me do that. Uh, that was like 40 years ago or something not quite, but like maybe 30 years ago. Um, and, uh, but I, I just don't drive. So I'm never paying attention to where I'm going. I just get in a car and somebody else drives me there. And I look at the pretty trees as they go by. I love trees. Um, and so we went out to a Bayhouse house. It's in the same plaza that has Ziggy's Deli. And if you ain't been to Ziggy's, get on down because Ziggy's is one of the best food purveyors in this city, making some of the best sandwiches I've ever had a meatball sub, a Reuben that's to die for. Um, and of course their famous cheese steak, which is super, super good. So high, high recommends for Ziggy's bakery and deli, get on down, get your stuff to go or eat in. But we, we didn't go there. We went to, um, I'm getting a notification. Uh, sorry about that. We went to, um, a Bayhouse House Cafe, and I got my standard favorite. Sometimes I vary from it, and uh, even if I vary and enjoy what I varied to, I usually have regrets that I didn't get this thing. So it's quite filling, and I'm sure it's loaded with calories, so I don't get it all the time. Can't eat like that all the time, but I got the New Orleans-style shrimp and chicken which sounds like a weird bunch of words just kind of thrown together. Um, I'm not sure what makes it New Orleans style. It has this amazing creamy sauce on it that I just die for. It's fantastic. And it's got nice shrimp, fresh shrimp and really nice chicken. Like seems like high quality chicken to me. And then a pile of rice and some beans and a little bit of green stuff, salad. And uh, man, that sauce is over the top delicious. So I highly recommend the New Orleans style chicken and shrimp uh, at Abeja's house. You're gonna, you're just gonna love it. It's fantastic. And it's, it, it looks really good too. It's like a bright orangey color. 
comes with a lime to squeeze on it and stuff. And man, I, I, I just can't recommend this dish highly enough. I, I gave a Bejas an award for best breakfast in Asheville. And that was one of the reasons. And yeah, I do eat that for breakfast, even though it's a ton of food. Uh, this time my mom got the, um, got a quesadilla and some like taters on the side, some home fries. Cause it's basically a breakfast joint that they go into lunch. I don't know that they do dinner, check their hours online. And man, she loved it. My mom loves uh, a Bay House house. It's probably her number one go-to spot. And she doesn't get stuck on one dish, although she was stuck, I think, on the stuffed French toast for a while. But now she really ventures out and gets like the daily special a lot of times. And so, and she loves everything she gets there. So a Beha house, highly recommended. You gotta go. And uh, she's, me and my mom, both love this place and my mom's no slouch you know she raised this guy right here so uh she taught me how to enjoy a good meal my, my sister absolutely knows how to enjoy a good meal as well uh so the next lunch junket i went on was all by myself and i went to nani's piri piri chicken and i went there by invitation they invited me to come try their lemon pepper chicken which they usually just do piri piri the, that that's the name of the spice that's on the chicken is piri piri p-i-r-i twice and uh they but they have started doing a monthly special rub using all the various spice walla spices and spice walla is of course Chef Marwan Irani's spice company, Chef Marwan famously of Chaipani fame, James Beard nominated multiple times, co-owner of Buxton Hall Barbecue, co-owner of Buxton Chicken Palace, co-owner of Nani's. And so they're using his Spice Wall of Spices, doing a different rub every Saturday. Well, they're doing a different rub every month and they're featuring that rub every Saturday during the month. So it's not available all week as far as I can decipher from their uh from what they told me but it's available every saturday so unfortunately the lemon pepper is already gone and because we're now into april and this was their march flavor but I, I it was fantastic so if they ever bring the lemon pepper rub back definitely order it and they sell the the lemon pepper spice wall of spices there so you can pick them up to do at home as well and i'm not sure what their um spice of the month is going to be for April. They told me they do a little sort of popularity poll on Instagram. So you can reach out, you can follow them on Instagram and see, you can vote and you can see what gets, um, what wins for uh, the chicken of the month. And it, there's nothing at Nani's Piri Piri Chicken that isn't just fantastically delicious, like fantastically delicious. So uh, with my, for my sides, I got the um, I got the confit potato salad and the savory corn pudding, and especially that savory corn pudding is really something special. Like maybe my favorite side dish in all of downtown. So those are my lunch junkets. Um, I'm gonna wrap it up. Oh wait, I'll do one more. I went to Wellbred Bakery. I got a half of a uh, chicken salad sandwich on a croissant and a uh, mini chocolate eclair. And 
It was fantastic. I love well-bred bakery. And this was the one in the Grove Arcade. So a lot of people don't realize that well-bred famously from Weaverville then moved, uh, opened a location in Biltmore Village. Now they have a third location uh, that's right in the Grove Arcade building and wonderful atmosphere in the Grove Arcade and fantastic food from uh, well-bred bakery. And I highly recommend the chicken salad sandwich. You can get a half or a whole. I opted for the half and the eclair, which they have the petite eclair and the mountain eclair. And that's those describe the sizes of these eclairs quite appropriately. And I opted for the petite eclair and it was still enough eclair for two people. Um, and so uh, those are my lunch junkets for this week. I'm going to play a little bit of my theme song, and then I'll be right back to talk about some really special food that I ate, some special dinners. All right, I'll check in with you in just another minute. Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, back here at Food Fan Headquarters. And now I'm going to do a little segment about a special meal that I ate just last night as I record this. And actually, I ate it just now, too, because I reheated it for lunch and I ate it again. So in between the previous segment and this segment, I have ate my lunch and it was delicious. And it was all from my uh, good friends at Twisted Laurel. Twisted Laurel is one of my favorite restaurants. I make no bones about that. I really love it there and I love the people who work there especially love me some chef Tom LaFauci, the chef who works in the kitchen. He's just the salt of the earth and he's a great chef. And more importantly, he's a great cook. Uh, I always say chef Tom cooks food people like, which is the most basic and highest praise I can give to any chef. And uh, so Twisted Laurel had a new menu coming out and they invited me to come do a tasting. Now tastings are my most favorite part of being a food writer where the restaurant just invites you to come at your leisure, sit down and enjoy the food and the service as it would normally be. I mean, they know you're a food writer, so they're catering to you. So it's not exactly like it would normally be, but I'm here to tell you that I get treated more or less the same in terms of the level of service as everybody else in town. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't let the restaurants know I'm coming ahead of time. Most of the time when I'm just going out to eat, I mean, for a tasting, they know I'm coming for sure. Anyways, I don't know what my point is, is that my, I don't get treated any better than y'all do because the restaurants treat you guys really good. So don't even worry about it. But for a tasting, it's like extra because they know I'm a food writer. Of course, they invite me to come. I have at this point, I have close to, I have over, 12,000 social media followers, which is really great. And that's Facebook, Instagram, and Substack combined. I don't even count my Twitter followers because I don't do food on Twitter, just politics. But um, I do, I have a lot of Facebook, I have a lot of social media followers, which means I have a lot of juice, you know, I can spread the word about a lot of stuff. So the restaurants invite me in for tastings when they have new menus or items that they want to show off. And I already mentioned one of them earlier in this uh, radio show, which was the 
Piri Piri chicken. That was a tasting that I got invited to. So now I'm being, yesterday I got invited to a Twisted Laurel tasting. They had a new menu. I showed up. Chef Tom had not done a tasting with me before. And he said, how does this work? And I said, well, basically send out food that you want me to feature. Like send out the dishes that you want me to take pictures of and put online. I'm not going to order any food. You just send me as many dishes as you want and the ones that you want me to show off. And of course, ones that you think that I'll really enjoy so that I'll be able to write good reviews. And he understood that concept and the dishes started rolling out and there was a lot of them. And I had a few bites of every dish and I left feeling full. And another thing I said to Chef Tom is, you're gonna serve me way more food than I can eat. So I'm gonna need some to-go wares and I'm going to also write about and talk about how this food tasted the next day because my readers and listeners really appreciate that. They have let me know. And so the food started coming out. The first dish to hit the table was some bucatini, which is a thick, uh, it's like spaghetti, but it's thicker circumference and hollow. So it's a long tube, if you will. And it had a beautiful buttery tomato sauce. It was just amazing, like thick, oily, great tomato sauce. Um, It wasn't like a heavy ragu. It was just, it was kind of, it was strangely light, but also uh, oily. And um, it had like some roasted tomatoes in there and some sweet Italian sausage chunks. And it was delicious. And again, I reheated it for lunch today. I loved it. And I shared my lunch with my friend, Dave Bristol, and he singled it out as his favorite of all the dishes. He, he ate all the dishes I did. Uh, the next dish that hit the table was the tortellini. And it's house-made pasta. Tom makes this stuff himself. And it was stuffed with uh, leeks and bacon. And it had a beautiful sort of oily sauce, like a but- again, like a buttery sauce on it. And some balsamic drizzle and some fresh basil and it was fantastic so two out of two dishes just uh, just a hit with me and the tortellini also reheated very well i reheated some of them in a toaster oven and they got kind of crispy almost like a wonton super delicious and i reheated some in the oven and they got soft and were really great and i had them with some other sauce that i'll talk about in a minute The next dish that they sent out was some fettuccine with smoked salmon in it. And it was very delicious, a a very large portion. And there was corn kernels and other fresh ingredients in there, green stuff. And the salmon was very tasty and uh, chunks and bits of salmon and sizable chunks and bits of salmon mixed in with the fettuccine and of course a nice cream sauce on that so it was really really tasty so three out of three dishes doing good so far Tommy and then the next thing that hit the table I had already had actually because this one's been on the menu for a while it was their what they call their caveman chicken wings and the caveman chicken wings um, they are chicken legs they're not chicken wings, they're legs and they're drumsticks. So they come out and they're three drumsticks on a slab, like a mar not a marble slab, a slate piece of slate with some little bit of salad, which acts as the crudite. And man, these, these drumsticks, these caveman wings, they're really, really 
really, really good. I really liked it, and I brought them home, and Dawn ate one right away. Uh, she likes sort of cold chicken, so she just tucked right in, didn't even reheat it, and she loved it. And so the, the caveman chicken wings, wings in quotes because they're actually drumsticks, and I, I happen to know that these were a result of in the later parts of 2020 when chicken wings were getting so expensive that and actually kind of hard to source that the restaurants were turning towards alternatives and most of them started to do chicken nuggets. Uh, but at Twisted Laurel, they started doing these drumsticks and just branded them as caveman wings. And they're so popular, they kept them on the menu. So go try those. Uh, the meat came right off the bone and they were kind of crunchy a little bit on the outside. And then the next dish to hit the table was some shrimp and polenta with a beautiful roux, I believe was the name of the sauce and some green stuff on top, including fresh fennel and asparagus. And the shrimp were rock shrimp and they were very juicy and tasty and cooked just right. And the polenta was creamy style, like um, very, very fine grain or whatever you want to call it and just very creamy and delicious. This might've been flavor-wise my favorite dish of the whole meal. And I recommend it really, really highly, the rock shrimp and polenta. And then Tom knows I love his uh, steaks. And so he brought me a steak that was served with a wine sauce and some mushrooms and a stack of uh, onion rings. Like the stack of onion rings looks like a tower the onion ring tower sitting right next to this beautiful steak. And it was, it was really good. Like Tom knows how to cook a steak. That's one thing I love about Twisted Laurel. And one of the reasons I gave them my restaurant of the year award for 2020 and my best hunks of meat award for 2021 is that Twisted Laurel has great steaks on the menu. And Tom likes this cut that's called it. I think it's called a Terrace Major or maybe a Terrace Minor. I don't know. Sorry, Tom. Uh, and it's a really nice piece. It's part of the shoulder of the cow. And it's in an area, of, from what I understand from what they've told me, it's in an area of the cow that the muscles around it do a lot of work, but it doesn't do a lot of work itself. And so it's very flavorful from all the work that goes on around it and very um, tender because it doesn't do a lot of its own work. And so that's the way it's been explained to me. And I can attest to the fact that it's freaking delicious. So that's uh, about, I don't know, what was that? Six, seven items off of the new menu at Twisted Laurel in downtown Asheville, right in Pack Square. And yes, they have a different menu than the one in Weaverville. They did open up in downtown thinking that they would just treat Asheville to their Weaverville menu. But Asheville wasn't all that into it to be like brutally honest and they, they know it, they switch things up. And so now the one downtown has a different menu and I love it. Like the food there is very accessible and delicious and prepared very expertly. And I am a big fan for lunch and dinner, try Twisted Laurel and tell them that you heard about them on my show and mention my name for sure. I'm good friends with those guys from, from going in there so much and talking to them and enjoying their food. So there you go. That's my, that, that was the tasting. And I like to keep you guys posted on these tastings. They usually do involve several dishes off of a new menu. And that's the case here. So go try that at Twisted Wall.
All right, I'll be back with one more segment. Let's just take a little break. Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the food fan here with one more segment of the show for you. I'm here at Food Fan Headquarters, by the way, in Asheville, North Carolina. And the show is recorded in my home, and then it is broadcast on WPVM 103.7 into your homes or cars or wherever you listen to the radio. WPVM is a public radio station, and uh, they depend on listeners for their support support so if you have time and the ability to do so please go to their website wpvmfm.org and make a donation if you can i'm very happy to be part of the wpvm family uh so let's get on to the last segment and i just have one last thing to talk about in terms of my food intake for the past week since the last time I talked to you. And Dawn, this is me and my girlfriend, Dawn. We went on a, what we call a snack, snack and saunter, a snack and saunter. And that just means we go downtown and we park the car and we walk to three different places in downtown Asheville. And at each place we have a drink and a bite. And by the end of that, we're full. And Don has, of course, a cocktail or a glass of wine, and I have a mocktail or a glass of water. And yesterday, last night, we did that. We went on a nice little snack and saunter, and we started. We parked right downtown. It wasn't hard. We found a spot. I've been a resident of Asheville for a lot, a lot of years, so might have a secret or two up my sleeve when it comes to that, but um i'll say no more and we uh went the first stop we went to was sovereign remedies now if you ain't been to sovereign remedies ever what what you doing with your life you got to get on over to sovereign remedies and if you haven't been there in a while you really got to go back because there's a a brand new chef who's one of my old favorites and that is chef david van tassel and for people who don't know david van tassel's name he was the chef at the junction. If you remember the junction, which was in the river arts district in the space where the awesome Vivian restaurant is now that was originally the junction restaurant and David Van Tassel was the executive chef there. He was well known and well loved for his whimsy and his creativity and his deadpan sense of humor. Uh, and, for his use of crazy ingredients and just being a, an amazing and fun chef. And then when the junction closed down, David went on to cook at some other really popular restaurants around town. He cooked at Chestnut. He cooked at Corner Kitchen. Uh, then at a certain point, he found himself cooking at the Biltmore Estate and he was like, I got to get back downtown. And he told me all this himself. And he, uh, he, he, heard that Charlie from Charlie Hodge, an entrepreneur extraordinaire, uh, drinks specialist. He, David Van Tassel heard that Charlie Hodge was looking for a new executive for Sovereign Remedies, the Beauty Academy, and the Getaway Bar, which is down by the river. 
And Charlie owns all three of those places. And by the way, he told me he's going about to open a fourth place. And I think that's still a little on the hush-hush. So we'll find out more about that as the date draws close. And uh, Charlie uh, did, did himself and the people of downtown, the people, den, denizens of downtown, a big favor by hiring Chef David Van Tassel, just one of the most creative chefs I've ever experienced and so don and i went we started there and don got some kind of cocktail that the uh, bartender whose name was nick uh made for her he consulted with her what we were going to eat and he made her a cocktail and she really liked it he made me a mocktail that was really delicious i told him i didn't want anything too sweet and he made me a nice dry mocktail um, that was made out of juice, but was not a juice box, if you know what I mean. Sometimes people make you a mocktail and it's like, oh, this is a glass of juice. Um, any hoodles. Uh, we, uh, we ordered some shrimp and um, what was it served on top of? I think it was a shrimp and grits. It was shrimp. And I'm sorry, folks, I have to look at my phone. I'm, I apologize for that. We got, oh, it was shrimp and gumbo i'm glad i looked because it wasn't shrimp and grits it was shrimp and gumbo and it came served with some white rice and the gumbo was not loaded with sausage it may have even been a vegetarian gumbo and the shrimp were excellent and the flavors were great and there was some hot sauce squirted all around the plate so you kind of ran the shrimp through the hot sauce it was really really good so high recommends for the shrimp gumbo and then um Charlie was there and he was delighted to see Don. It was really nice. They hadn't seen each other in, since 2019. And so that was really nice. And he ordered a couple of dishes. He ordered the fried green tomatoes and a salmon dip. And the salmon dip was delicious, came with pickled onions and some salad and some house-made potato chips, very light and delicious. But it was the fried green tomatoes that I thought were kind of the superstar dish of the three that we got. They were a very nice take on that the tomatoes themselves were very delicious there was a jam on the plate of some kind like a, an onion jam like a sweet onion jam and there is a big old like rosette of whipped pimento cheese that david made it, it was his pimento cheese and then he forced it through some sort of nitrous gun or something i don't really know how the chefs do their magic but uh it was fantastic and were it not for the other people that were sharing that dish with me, I would have ate it all. So Sovereign Remedies, if you haven't been in a while, get in there. New chef, David Van Tassel, an old favorite. If you're familiar with the junction, you already love his cooking. You may not have realized that you loved his cooking at Chestnut and Corner Kitchen because he's kind of a quiet guy in those spaces, but I'm hoping he's going to shine in these new spaces. And of course, Beauty Academy, there is a Sunday brunch that's buffet style that I've tried and is awesome. And Beauty Academy is a bar. So if you're like me and you don't drink, you got to be sure that you're prepared to eat brunch in a bar. I don't want to trigger anybody. And I'm not kidding because uh, I know how that goes. Uh, then we, Don and I said our goodbyes and we sauntered. Remember, we're on a snack and saunter. So we sauntered over to Holman and Finch. Now, Don had never been there, and I've been there twice for tastings, and both times I uh, super enjoyed it, once for dinner, once for brunch. I've talked about both. I've written about both. Super high recommends for dinner and brunch at Holman and Finch. Don had never been, so we popped in, and we got 
two things. Don, well, Don got a cocktail and um, I got, I just stuck with water on this one. And we got a bowl of their clams, which came with a really nice like broth that, that was drinkable. And at, in quotes, I mean, kind of declassate a drink out of a bowl, but you know, you could spoon it up into your mouth. It was awesome. Like eat, eat it all is what I'm saying. Don't leave that broth behind is the moral of this tale. Um, and it came with a beautiful piece of bread. Now I'm a bread fan and it, was this just thick crusty piece of bread that was buttery as all get out you know when i tore it in half for me and don like butter oozed out of it and there's some fresh jalapenos and some bacon involved and it was these clams were delicious you know tiny little clams so not a lot to get there for the if you're looking for meat you know but just really delicious and sort of more like a soup with shells let's put it that way and then the next thing we got also had shells we got a set of four oysters and there they have a really really nice oyster bar and you choose the ones you want and they're like four bucks each i think um and that's that's the way it goes with oysters they are not cheap in the mountains of north carolina don said they were about two bucks each when she was in portland oregon last time uh, and so you know we do pay more to eat seafood in the mountains and if you don't want to pay that much totally understood like not chastising you for not wanting to pay four bucks a piece for oysters but i'm willing to do it and so we did and uh and they were so so good i won't even be able to name the kinds that we got but we we let the uh server recommend them to us and so we got three different kinds we got two we we got two of one kind, so we each had that one, and then we got two of two different kinds, so we each had a slightly different experience with the next two. And we, we told each other next time we'll probably just spend all the money and get one, two of each kind on the menu because there was only a total of four, I believe. Anyways, I, I recommend these. If you're a raw oyster fan, eat these oysters. If you're not a raw oyster fan, do not go anywhere near these because they are raw oysters. And if you're not a fan, I know how that goes. I was not a fan of them until I became a fan. That happens to me with food uh, with some frequency where something will be some, I'm not really into it. And then something will happen. And with oysters, it was somebody, a stranger online taught me how to really enjoy oysters because I was under the mistaken impression that you just swallow them down. You just like, you don't even chew them because they're too gross to chew. Right. That's what was going on in my head. And then a guy online was like, nah, man, you, you put them in your mouth, you bite down on them like once, twice, three times, maybe four or five times. You don't really masticate them to death. You just, the way he put it was perfect. He said, you just release the flavors of the sea by biting into it. And that was the perfect way to describe how to enjoy a raw oyster. So I did that and then down the hatch, one, two, three bites down the hatch. Man, at that, from that point on, I became a fan of raw oysters. So I'll be eating them whenever they are available. They are very expensive, however. And, uh, and oh, and their oysters come served with a, I can never say this word, I apologize. Is it a minaret, a minaret? I don't want to say minuet or minuet. So I don't know what a little tiny sauce, a little ramekin of sauce is what it came with. It also came with some Tabasco straight up. It came with some, uh, 
some uh, what do you call it cocktail sauce and house made saltines. How about that? House made saltines. That's that's pretty. That, I like that. I like that. Now because uh, because we had had more than one dish at the first stop of our snack and saunter at Sovereign Remedies, we were too full to really go for another savory dish. So we just decided to go to one more stop as we usually do, three stops, it makes it a snack and saunter. Two stops is just whatever. Um, four stops is just insanity. So three is the perfect number. And we went to Zambra and we decided to just get dessert. Don got an aperitif and I got a little cup of coffee. And first of all, the coffee was excellent. And I can say that that is not always the case, even at the fanciest restaurants in this city. And there are some super fancy restaurants that I shall not name that have the worst coffee. <laughs> and I don't know if they're just trying to discourage people from ordering coffee or what's going on. But yeah, I mean, there's places in town where my friends and family have strict instructions to prevent me from making the mistake of ordering the coffee. But uh, Zambra served me a great cup of coffee, so bravo. And don't get um, some, uh, what do you call it, amaretto? No, I don't think that was it. She got an aperitif. Uh, I'm sorry, I should keep better track of the cocktails that Don drinks because she, she really enjoyed her cocktail at H&F. She really enjoyed the cocktail at, and it wasn't a cocktail, it was just a pour on an ice cube of a fernet maybe, I don't know. Um, but anyway, she enjoyed the cocktails at all three stops. And we ordered for our dessert, we just split a small piece of the Basque cheesecake. And Basque cheesecake is lighter than American style cheesecake or New York cheesecake. And it is a little sort of fluffier, although a little also grainier but the grains are big so it's not gritty it's just got more texture to it than a piece of new york cheesecake and uh smaller and it's got a a burnt top it's like burnt on top and sometimes it'll be called a burnt cheesecake um on menus but the uh, it's from the basque region of spain and so it's called basque cheesecake and that Zombra, they serve it, served it with a little slices of apple and a little sauce on the bottom. And God, it was really, really good. Like sometimes restaurants fall flat on their faces with their dessert menus. And even the best restaurants, you'll just get a turd for a dessert. And you'll be like, what the hell were they thinking, man? But with this... Um, Basque cheesecake, it was perfect, like just so light and so delicious and sweet, but not cloying. And the fresh crispiness of the apples was the perfect balance to the texture of the cheesecake. And the, the burnt top was where there was a lot of flavor, that umami flavor right there. And five stars, five out of four stars for this cheesecake. And that's a lot of stars, let me tell you. That's my highest rating. It's actually one more than my highest rating. This, these, these cheesecakes go up to 11. That's, that's my, what's that movie? This is my heavy metal parody movie joke. I'm totally spacing out on it right now. I can't believe it. I mean, one of my favorite movies. What's it called? Somebody, somebody call in the station right now and tell me. Send your cards and letters. 
Um, any hoodles. So that was our snack and saunter. And then we just got in the car, came back home, and watched the Red Wings lose in overtime. And so it was a, a nice early type of evening. We got out of the house probably around 5.30, and we were back by 8.30-ish. And we saw a lot of friends and got to introduce Dawn to some of the food industry people that she hadn't met and got to see a lot of friends that we hadn't seen in a long time and all the restaurants treated us really nice you know Zombra and Sovereign Remedies they're our good friends and so like it was really nice to see those guys and we're becoming friendly with Holman and Finch and it was really great to be and that's a really nice atmosphere so high recommends for all three of those Sovereign Remedies, Holman and Finch, Zombra all downtown. Zombra is 22 years old that's, that's a long time man and so get on downtown, man. I'm a big fan of downtown, and I hope that you are too. And if you haven't been there in a while because you think it's too crowded or you can't park, get there in the middle of the week. Most of the good restaurants are open on Wednesday. They're all open on Thursday. Friday gets a little dicey, but you can still find parking around the perimeter of downtown. All right, y'all, that's it for our show this week. Thanks for listening. And please follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Stu Helm Food Fan. Please uh, sign up for my sub stack newsletter. And that's stuhelmfoodfan.substack.com. And uh, tune into the show every week. If you eat something good, drop me a note. Let me know about it. Bye. Have a great weekend.